0: This is the Bible in Wenya, day 320. Eight characteristics of Christian community. Former England football captain David Beckham recounts being sent off in the 1998 World Cup finals. It was probably the longest walk in my life. Looking back, I'm not sure what thoughts were going through my mind. It was a swirl of fear, guilt, anger, worry and confusion. My head was spinning. I walked into the dressing room. The rules stated that I had to stay in there for the remainder of the match. England lost. We were out of the World Cup. When the England players came back into the dressing room, no one breathed a word to me. There was almost complete silence. I could feel my stomach tightening even more. I gulped, breathed in, and gulped again. I was in a pack-changing room, but I've never felt so lonely in my life. I was isolated and afraid. I was trapped in my own sense of guilt and anxiety. God does not intend for you to be lonely and isolated. God created you for community, calling you into a relationship with him and with other human beings. The Christian community, the church, is the community of our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep. Every local church is called to be a community of the great shepherd. Proverbs twenty-seven, twenty-eight.
1: Be sure you know the condition of your flocks. Give careful attention to your herds, for riches do not endure forever, and a crown is not secure for all generations. When the hay is removed and new growth appears, and the grass from the hills is gathered in, the lambs will provide you with clothing and the goats with the price of a field. You will have plenty of goat's milk to feed your family and to nourish your female servants. Proverbs chapter 28 The wicked flee, though no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. When a country is rebellious, it has many rulers, but a ruler with discernment and knowledge maintains order. A ruler who oppresses the poor is like driving rain that leaves no crops. Those who forsake instruction praise the wicked, but those who heed it resist them. Evildoers do not understand what is right, but those who seek the Lord understand it fully. Better the poor whose way of life is blameless than the rich whose ways are
0: perverse. A community of pastoral care. At the end of the day, it's people that count. Know your sheep by name. Carefully attend to your flocks. The Bible uses this same image of a shepherd and their flock to describe God's care of his people and the role of leaders within the people of God. Take great care of those entrusted to you, know their condition and give careful attention to them. In fact, we should be so proximate to the people that as Pope Francis puts it, the shepherd should smell of the sheep. These verses point to three characteristics of the kind of community we should build. First, a bold community. Be bold in your faith. The wicked are edgy with guilt, ready to run off even when no one's after them. Honest people are relaxed and confident, bold as lions. Second, a well-led community. Where there is chaos, everyone has a plan to fix it. But it takes a leader of real understanding to straighten things out. Third, a just community. The wicked oppress the poor. Justice makes no sense to the evil-minded. Those who seek God know it inside and out. Lord, help us to follow the example of Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep. May we be a bold community, well-led, seeking you and your justice, and caring for the poor. New Testament, Hebrews 13 Keep on loving one another
1: as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison and those who are ill-treated as if you yourselves were suffering. Marriage should be honored by all and the marriage bed kept pure for God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said, Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, The Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. It is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace, not by eating ceremonial foods, which is of no benefit to those who do so. We have an altar from which those who minister at the tabernacle have no right to eat. The high priest carries the blood of animals into the most holy place as a sin offering, but the bodies are burned outside the camp. And so Jesus also suffered outside the city gate, to make the people holy through his own blood. Let us then go to him outside the camp, bearing the disgrace he bore. For here we do not have an enduring city, but we are looking for the city that is to come. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name, and do not forget to do good and to share with others for with such sacrifices God is pleased. Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority, because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no benefit to you. Pray for us. We are sure that we have a clear conscience and desire to live honorably in every way. I particularly urge you to pray so that I may be restored to you soon. Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will, and may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory for ever and ever. Amen. Brothers and sisters, I urge you to bear with my word of exhortation, for in fact I have written to you quite briefly. I want you to know that our brother Timothy has been released. If he arrives soon, I will come with him to see you. Greet all your leaders and all the Lord's people. Those from Italy send you their greetings. Grace be with you all.
0: A Community of Jesus The community of Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, is the most wonderful community on earth. It is held together by love. This love is not just about feelings. It makes a difference to the way you act. If you want to know what loving each other as brothers and sisters looks like in practice, the writer of Hebrews emphasizes five further defining traits that should be characteristics of Christian community. First, extend hospitality. Be ready with a meal or a bed when it's needed. Why, some have extended hospitality to angels without even knowing it, as did Abraham and Sarah. Shared meals are central to hospitality and mission. When you eat together, you let down your guard, welcome strangers and become friends. Second, help those in need. Regard prisoners as if you were in prison with them. Look on victims of abuse as if what happened to them had happened to you. When you minister to those in prison or to victims of abuse, you encounter Jesus. Third, honor marriage. Honor marriage and guard the sacredness of sexual intimacy between wife and husband. God draws a firm line against casual and illicit sex. Fourth, be content. Don't be obsessed with getting more material things. Be relaxed with what you have since God assured us I'll never let you down never walk off and leave you you don't need to have your mind set on money because God has promised that as you set your mind on him he will take care of these things for you he will never leave you nor forsake you fifth please God through Jesus therefore let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise the fruit of lips that confess his name and do not forget to do good and share with others for with such sacrifices god is pleased these three things please god praying especially praising serving doing good and giving sharing with others the writer also emphasized the importance of leadership in the christian community we are all under our lord jesus that great shepherd of the sheep however there are human leaders as well there are five things he says about leaders first appreciate them Appreciate all your leaders and especially those who first brought the good news to you and first looked after you. Second, imitate them. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. This is a huge challenge for any involved in Christian leadership. Others are watching and are called to imitate. A good example is worth twice as much as good advice. Third, be responsive to them. Be responsive to your pastoral leaders. Listen to their counsel. They are alert to the condition of your lives and work under the strict supervision of God. Contribute to the joy of their leadership, not its drudgery. Why would you want to make things harder for them? Fourth, pray for them. The writer himself was presumably one of their leaders, and he urges, pray for us. We have no doubts about what we're doing or why, but it's hard going and we need your prayers. Fifth, welcome them. Greet all your leaders and all God's people. Presumably, they are to be greeted with the words with which the letter ends. Grace be with you all. Grace is the word that sums up the letter and the kind of community that we are to be. It is in the community of grace where all people will find love, meaning and hope. Lord, help us to be a community of love, hospitality, help, faithfulness and contentment. May we please you by our worship, serving, and giving. Old Testament, Ezekiel 13, 31. The word of the Lord came to
1: me, Son of man, prophesy and say, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Wail and say, Alas for that day! For the day is near, The day of the Lord is near, a day of clouds, a time of doom for the nations. A sword will come against Egypt, and anguish will come upon Cush. Where the slain fall in Egypt, her wealth will be carried away, and her foundations torn down. Cush and Libya, Lydia and all Arabia, Cub and the people of the covenant land will fall by the sword along with Egypt. This is what the Lord says. The allies of Egypt will fall, and her proud strength will fail. From Migdol to Aswan they will fall by the sword within her, declares the Sovereign Lord. They will be desolate among desolate lands, and their cities will lie among ruined cities. Then they will know that I am the Lord, when I set fire to Egypt, and all her helpers are crushed. On that day, Messengers will go out from me in ships to frighten Cush out of her complacency. Anguish will take hold of them on the day of Egypt's doom, for it is sure to come. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. I will put an end to the hordes of Egypt by the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. He and his army, the most ruthless of nations, will be brought in to destroy the land. They will draw their swords against Egypt and fill the land with the slain. I will dry up the waters of the Nile and sell the land to an evil nation. By the hand of foreigners I will lay waste the land and everything in it. I, the Lord, have spoken. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. I will destroy the idols and put an end to the images in Memphis. No longer will there be a prince in Egypt, and I will spread fear throughout the land. I will lay waste Upper Egypt, set fire to Zoan, and inflict punishment on Thebes. I will pour out my wrath on Pelusium, the stronghold of Egypt, and wipe out the hordes of Thebes. I will set fire to Egypt. Pelusium will writhe in agony. Thebes will be taken by storm. Memphis will be in constant distress. The young men of Heliopolis and Bubastis will fall by the sword, and the cities themselves will go into captivity. Dark will be the day at Tapanes, when I break the yoke of Egypt. There her proud strength will come to an end. She will be covered with clouds, and her villages will go into captivity. So I will inflict punishment on Egypt, and they will know that I am the Lord. In the eleventh year, in the first month on the seventh day, the word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, I have broken the arm of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. It has not been bound up to be healed or put in a splint, so that it may become strong enough to hold a sword. Therefore this is what the Sovereign Lord says, I am against Pharaoh, king of Egypt. I will break both his arms, the good arm as well as the broken one, and make the sword fall from his hand. I will disperse the Egyptians among the nations and scatter them through the countries. I will strengthen the arms of the king of Babylon and put my sword in his hand. But I will break the arms of Pharaoh, and he will groan before him like a mortally wounded man. I will strengthen the arms of the king of Babylon, but the arms of Pharaoh will fall limp. Then they will know that I am the Lord. When I put my sword into the hand of the king of Babylon, and he brandishes it against Egypt, I will disperse the Egyptians among the nations and scatter them through the countries. Then they will know that I am the Lord. Ezekiel chapter 31 In the eleventh year, in the third month on the first day, the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, say to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and to his hordes, Who can be compared with you in majesty? Consider Assyria once a cedar in Lebanon, with beautiful branches overshadowing the forest. It towered on high, Its top above the thick foliage. The waters nourished it. Deep springs made it grow tall. Their streams flowed all around its base and sent their channels to all the trees of the field. So it towered higher than all the trees of the field. Its boughs increased and its branches grew long, spreading because of abundant waters. All the birds of the sky nested in its boughs. All the wild animals gave birth under its branches. All the great nations lived in its shade. It was majestic in beauty with its spreading boughs, for its roots went down to abundant waters. The cedars in the garden of God could not rival it, nor could the junipers equal its boughs, nor could the plain trees compare with its branches. No tree in the garden of God could match its beauty. I made it. Beautiful, with abundant branches, the envy of all the trees of Eden in the garden of God. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Because the great cedar towered over the thick foliage, and because it was proud of its height, I gave it into the hands of the ruler of the nations for him to deal with according to its wickedness. I cast it aside, and the most ruthless of foreign nations cut it down and left it. Its boughs fell on the mountains and in all the valleys. Its branches lay broken in all the ravines of the land. All the nations of the earth came out from under its shade and left it. All the birds settled on the fallen tree, and all the wild animals lived among its branches. Therefore, no other trees by the waters are ever to tower proudly on high, lifting their tops above the thick foliage. No other trees so well watered are ever to reach such a height. They are all destined for death, for the earth below, among mortals who go down to the realm of the dead. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. On the day was brought down to the realm of the dead, I covered the deep springs with mourning for it. I held back its streams, its abundant waters were restrained. Because of it, I clothed Lebanon with gloom, and all the trees of the field withered away. I made the nations tremble at the sound of its fall, when I brought it down to the realm of the dead, to be with those who go down to the pit. Then all the trees of Eden, the choicest and best of Lebanon, the well-watered trees, were consoled in the earth below. They too, like the great cedar, had gone down to the realm of the dead, to those killed by the sword, along with the armed men who lived in its shade among the nations. Which of the trees of Eden can be compared with you in splendor and majesty? Yet you too will be brought down with the trees of Eden to the earth below. You will lie among the uncircumcised with those killed by the sword. This is Pharaoh and all his hordes, declares the Sovereign Lord.
0: A Community That Knows the Shepherd God's intention for His community is that we should be a place where the lost, the broken, and the lonely find hope, healing, and love. Later on, Ezekiel speaks about the shepherd, who is a national ruler. In a prophecy about Jesus, he says, I will place over them one shepherd. He will tend them and be their shepherd. However, in today's passage, Ezekiel speaks of the community that does not know the Lord. He predicts the judgment day when they will know that I am the Lord. This passage is a warning about the kind of attitudes to avoid. They relied on their wealth And their proud strength they were arrogant they were complacent and they displaced god with idols the cedar of lebanon contrasts with the kind of community jesus describes this great cedar started off towering higher than all the trees of the field with all the birds of the air nesting in its boughs all the great nations lived in its shade it was majestic and beautiful its roots went down to abundant waters however it was cut down and came to nothing The kingdom of God is the very opposite. It starts off like a mustard seed, which is the smallest seed you plant in the ground. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants with such big branches that the birds of the air can perch in our shade. Let's seek to be a community that grows like the mustard seed and becomes a place where the lost the broken and the lonely can perch in its shade, a community that knows the Lord, where people really matter, and where we enjoy the leadership of our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep. May the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will, and may he work in us what is pleasing to him, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory for forever and ever. Amen. Pepper adds, in Hebrews 13 verse 5, it says, Be content with what you have, or don't be obsessed with getting more material things, be relaxed with what you have. I often look in my wardrobe and feel I haven't got anything to wear, although there's plenty there. Or I look at other people's Instagram holidays and think, their holiday looks sunnier and more fun than my holiday. But then reading this verse again reminds me that it's so important to be content with what we have.